1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Once Roberta gets to Colorado, I know there's going to be a lot of hard times where Danielle might face her jealousy
1: on a more regular basis, um, which could cause, you know, strain on the family same with Roberta having the adjustment leaving her family and friends and moving across the
0: world to be with us so both ladies will have to work through that and their faith in god and their time in prayer will be the only way that they're going to be able to get through this to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Cara berry seeking sister wife edition hell yeah you guys polygamy wednesdays Ugh, i mean we have to start on some like really um upsetting and unfortunate news coming out of the seeking sister wife universe I'm sure you guys have all seen it at this point, but TMZ has reported that Kristaline, the gorgeous South African lady who was courting the Snowdens, has filed a couple of claims against not only Dimitri, but also Ashley Snowden, because I went to look back at the uh, article to read it for you guys, and there was an update that she's also pressing charges on Ashley. So... You guys, I'm going to issue a trigger warning. I was going back and forth on to, like, how detailed I should get. But I feel like you guys should know because this is pretty fucked up. But if you don't want to hear it, trigger warning and you can skip ahead, I would say, give me a couple minutes. Skip ahead a couple minutes, okay? Um, I'll actually, you know what I'll do? I will, um, I'll put a timestamp so if you want to skip that i it'll be in the episode description okay deal all right let's go so tmz reporting it's an exclusive reporting coming out of the website that seeking sister wife star dimitri snowden could be in hot water because one of the women on the show is accusing him of domestic abuse Kristaline peterson filed a restraining order against dimitri claiming he's been physically abusive during their relationship over the past year to the point it's even scared her two young daughters so in the documents crystalline says back in january she was woken up one day by him quote slamming my head into the headboard of the bed and he was yelling at me she went on to claim that dimitri slammed her head on the headboard several times and she filed a police report what's more she claims Dimitri was abusive during sex. She says, quote, he choked me during sex even though I told him not to. The more I struggled, the more he enjoyed it. Crystalline says her only choice was to go along with it. She claims, I stopped saying no after a few times because any struggle by me would prolong the sex and choking. Crystalline claims that things got so out of hand one time she got very dizzy and felt like she was going to pass out. She says she suffered bruises, scratches, and redness around her neck from the alleged attack um crystalline who came from south africa to be courted as a third wife beelined to court and the judge granted her a restraining order dimitri must stay at least 100 yards away from her and her two daughters because she says they're afraid of him as quote he often yells and punches walls and furniture and then there was an update that says crystalline also filed for a restraining order against dimitri's wife ashley she claims back in January, Ashley quote shoved me to prevent me from leaving the home. Um, my husband and I shared with her. She also claimed that Ashley threw a bottle at her and was verbally abusive. Crystalline says my children are scared of her due to her yelling at them and the violence in the home between her and my husband and me and her. So this is obviously really awful, really sad, Kristaline seemed like a really nice, like, gentle, sweet woman. Not, you know, not that it matters, even if she sucked. Like, nobody deserves to deal with something like that. Particularly when your children are involved and viewing that. And I guess I just have a couple of questions. Not questions like, uh, uh debating anything that happens but these things happened in January I'm wondering they didn't really state whether or not she filed these suits recently or these were things that happened in January and she filed in January and we're just now hearing about it my other question is she was able to be here with the family with her kids And knowing now that I'm fully caught up on the whole series, I've now watched the whole series, um, knowing that Ashley and Dimitri were not legally married, knowing that she is South African, I guess I don't really know what the visa laws are. Like, did they go ahead and get married? Because she's calling her Dimitri her husband. She would have had to legally get married to him to be able to stay in the country, I'm just very curious if that's what happened or if they were here under some other, um, visa. Um, this is really sad. I, I mean, it's like not productive to say that I'm not surprised because I am surprised actually. Like I knew that something about them was very bullshit and I was really going to get on here and joke prior to knowing this about how like, I just always have a side eye against people who are very, um, you know, like I keep calling them woo woo. Clearly my third eye was open when I was calling them the Ashes earlier because we saw, um, during that ceremony with Vanessa that they kept saying Ashe (laughs) as uh, during their commitment ceremony. Um, I guess I just always like, I just always question these people who just are, like, very vibey, very, like, we're so centered, we're so spiritual, and, but there's really nothing behind it. It just seems like they're always taking, like, several different bits of spirituality from different places to make it them seem like they're more elevated than everybody else. I just, like, maybe that's, like, the New York cynic within me, but also I just feel like... (sighs) I just feel like it's bullshit. I just feel like it's bullshit. My other question is, if all of this went down in January, meaning the abuse and also the filing, did TLC know at the time... (sighs) how are they going to move forward with the show? Because truthfully all like, I mean, it's very apparent that the Snowdens are kind of like the staple family. They're the big pull and they're the big draw. And from what I see um, in terms of people talking about the show, that the Snowdens are like the stars, the stars of the show. So how do they move forward i mean we've seen how tlc uh dresses and handles allegations of abuse um in other shows particularly like you're counting on where they you know very you know cleverly if you want to use that word for it edit josh out and how they really like after all those allegations with josh we didn't really see much of jim bob and um Pills, what's her name? Uh, What is her name? Jim Bob. And of Jim Bob. What is her name? Michelle. (laughs) We didn't see much of Jim Bob and Michelle. And now as the years have gone on and the seasons have gone by, you see a lot more of Jim Bob and Michelle now. And... You know how they, um, there was a season of 90 Day Fiance where there was that guy, and I can't remember, but if you guys watch 90 Day Fiance, you know who I'm talking about. The guy who had the nipple tattoos, um, and he was like really buff, and he had all those allegations, and they didn't allow him to come to the uh tell all, and they were like really judicious and sparing with uh his footage. I'm just very curious to see what becomes of these allegations how the network is going to address it how the snowdens are going to address it and how the show is going to move forward because i mean frankly like without them i'm not all that invested in the other couples not that i'm invested in them either but they're just such a big part of the show i just am curious to see like what next episode is going to be like? Are we going to see any of them? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about the show. I will be talking about the Snowden's uh, storyline this episode because it's just like, mm, I have a lot of feelings. More so about Taylor than the Snowden, so I want to talk about it. But let's get Sweaky and Guyliner out of the way. I mean, basically, I barely know. I don't understand really why they're on the show because we just barely see them. It's like a scene and then they move on to the rest of the couples. So again, like, how is the show going to continue? So after being like ghosted, roasted, rejected, cast aside, just left on the side of the road for dead in terms of their romantic connections with other women, Uh, Squeaky and Guy Liner have decided to take it to the internets and see if they can cast a wider net to get humiliated by other people. You know, um, we all know that this is going to, what's going to happen. So they are, uh, signing up for a website Apparently, the dating sites these days have opened themselves up to um, more monogamy or non-monogamy and more like relationship options. This is exactly why I am not on the apps and have not been on a dating app in quite some time, years even. It's probably been at least four or five years since I've been on a dating app. Um, I mean... I see this happening or I saw this happening a lot in New York and apparently this is like an epidemic that is spreading across America with these dating apps is that the guy will be on it and he'll use this term called, you know, um, I have a girlfriend, but we're quote ethically non-monogamous, but then you never see that girlfriend, right? They're never all that open and nine times out of nine, you find out that like he's, non-monogamous and there's really no ethics behind it because his girlfriend has no idea (laughs) and like I don't have time for that if you guys are like this situation where you guys are open and honest and she very clearly is invested in this relationship great I still don't want to be involved but like great but like most of the time it's the guy just being like, I, I want to let you know that I have a girlfriend, and I'm going to pretend like this is all above board, but it really isn't. I've heard so many stories about girlfriends um, finding their friends' boyfriends on it, unbeknownst to that girlfriend, and yeah. Can you can you tell him, Trigger? <laughs> but... The the opposite seems to be happening. We see Squeaky's, like, having the time of her life. Guyliners making these jokes, like, oh, here's a chick that you might be interested in. She's topless in her pictures. And I just, you know, once again, I'm forced to ask, like, what's, what's hap- You know, horny vibes. Hashtag horny vibes. Is she into this or is she not? Just let us know. Just let us know. Um, so they were going through, like, you know, the requirements or what they're looking for. Um, He wants to find a woman between the ages of 25 and 34. I would like to know how old Guy Liner is because he's giving like 42, but pretending like he's 32. Um, All those rings, you know, so many rings on his fingers. And y'all know I'm a sick person. So immediately my mind goes to, you know, if we're having like a, um, like a digital get down, if you will, does he take the rings off before he enters? Is that a bad, this is nasty, (laughs) but you know what? I have to ask the important questions. I'm an investigative journalist and I'm a cultural commentator and you know, it, you have to ask the hard questions. If somebody's not going to do it, if I don't do it, nobody will, you know? I just want to know, like, am I getting all these, like, moonstones and gems in me? Because I don't want that, okay? Um, uh, What is he? Oh, um, they are like, you know, ethnicity is not a problem. We're open to all. Something tells me I don't believe that, and they just didn't want to say it on TV, but okay. Um, And then they get to body type. And squeaky looks at him and says i don't think we we she said we have a preference on that and then he kind of thinks about it and he puts curvy now i mean i feel like guys have a very different definition of what curvy is than women do i think most guys definition of curvy is like tits (laughs) just like big tits But I still want you to be like a size four tops. But I want you to have really big boobs. Um, And then what was that? Then they had a conversation about like, should we put down that we want the woman to have kids? Because, you know, Guy Liner has kids, but Squeaky does not. And she also says she's not trying to have kids for a while. And they're open to that. In terms of like the other chick not having kids right away. But because he has kids, they don't, they want to have somebody who's open to his children. All makes sense, right? Um. So really, that was it. Guy Liner says the objective is to find a second wife so that they and all the kids can all collaborate with each other on chasing each other's dreams. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's why. Yeah you want to have multiple lives so we can all support each other in our dreams okay guy liner okay (laughs) let's move on all right you guys let's move over to the winders aka tam and sophie i literally could not give less of a fuck about colton and his voice is deeply upsetting to me so uh, it's, it's a lot Having to binge season two of him and that, that that voice that I'm like, I'm workshopping what his voice sounds like. And also, who does he sound like, you guys? It's like on the tip of my tongue, at the forefront of my brain, and I just... Something's there, and I can't find it. So if anybody wants to help guide that path and and illuminate who... What is this man like? Something is giving me like a cartoon character maybe in the, the family guy or Bob's burgers universe. If that helps, I, I can't, my finger's not quite on it, but it's there. Something's there. And I'm, it, when I figure it out, it's going to be a really exciting experience for me. And that's really just some, some insight as to how sick my mind is. Let's move on. Um, So Utah was hit with a stay at home order. Oh, can we time out for a second? I heard from a couple of you guys that this season of Seeking Sister Wife was delayed, I think because of some cast members. If anybody has the information on that, let me know. I would like the inside scoop on that. Okay, back to Tammy and Sophie. So you, Utah, so Utah was hit with the stay-at-home order. They were going to have Kimberly, another potential sister wife, come and visit them, and they decided to pump the brakes on that naturally, right? So Sophie is, you know, crowning, basically, (laughs) this entire episode. She's ready to give birth. She's ready to pop out this, you know, polygamous baby. And she, you know, is kind of going through it as all new mothers who gave birth during the pandemic, you know, as they all are. Hospital rules keep changing as to who was allowed there. She wanted her mom and her mom's four teeth there and Tammy and Colton. But when it comes down to it, it just ends up being um, Sophie and Colton. She ends up uh, going into labor on Tammy's night, meaning Colton was with Tammy. Sophie said she had no issue with that, that, you know, during this, you learn how to... Not be selfish. Okay. So even though she's like moaning and groaning and about to push out nine pounds, I believe, of his little soft spoken baby, he's resting comfortably with Tammy. Okay. I think, you know, jealousy would not be the word. Uh, selflessness would not be the word. Um, if I'm about to push nine pounds of that flesh of yours, that you socked it into me nine months ago. Um, You have to be with me every single minute from the first contraction until I tell you that you can leave, okay? (laughs) I will allow bathroom breaks. I will allow um, three slips of paper that I've already written down in which you can give to me. Are you ready to take a bathroom break? Or if you need to take a lap around the hospital and get a coffee or something, but other than that, you are here, and you're not going anywhere. You hear me? Okay? Who am I talking to? <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, nine hours into labor, Sophie's like, okay, maybe I should wake Colton up from his probably very restful sleep as I was writhing in pain. And he takes her to the hospital. I mean, she is like, she can't even sit in the car seat properly. She is... In that second row, like face to the back, and is like, bro, if you can just please learn how to drive correctly, um, accelerate and decelerate with a little bit more ease, you know, like pretend like I'm not, you know, three inches from uh having this baby pop out. If you could, you know, maybe uh be a little more gentle, sir. Excuse me. um, I, It's really upsetting me, isn't it? He's <laughs> really upsetting me. I can't believe this bitch was like, I'm going to go to sleep with my other wife. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Anyway, um, so Tammy and Sophie and Sophie and Colton's daughter Sadie are all watching Tammy, excuse me, Sophie give birth uh, via face chat. We had to see, like, a split screen of Sophie, like... Screaming to try to push that nine pound baby out. And, um, uh, you know, Sophie's mother and all her teeth um, were, you know, it was an extreme close up of her, like, looking very. (sighs) Guys, you guys, I'm struggling (laughs) to talk about April because you know. The, the spirit of petty is deep within me and it really overtakes me so just I'm sure April's a very nice lady but why does she only have five teeth you know I feel like I'm allowed to ask that question you know if I don't get an answer back you know that's that's on me okay I just I just you know I just feel compelled to ask the question, okay, we'll move on. so you just she just had a granddaughter okay i'm I'm gonna let it go, I'm gonna let it go, okay um so you know we all know that Tammy started off the season saying that she's had some fertility issues, and she's had some concerns about possibly feeling jealousy or sadness about Sophie's pregnancy and the baby but fortunately everything's going really well and she meets the baby she said you know I was worried about holding the baby for the first time but it almost kind of felt like it was my baby I'm so happy for her we saw a interview that she did by herself in which she says that she's kind of almost like grateful not almost she is grateful for Sophie because of her fertility issues one of her concerns was that Sadie her daughter was not going to be able to have siblings that are close in age you know as she had hoped so she was grateful to Sophie for giving Sadie another sibling and I thought that was like incredibly kind Um, I have to say that I think this Couple, if you want to call them that, this family, this family, <laughs> um, it ha- probably seems to have the healthiest relationship to polygamy that I've seen, and I'm obviously including the Brown family in that. <laughs> it, it really, you know, it makes a case. It makes a case. I mean, I'm not gonna do it, but you know, I'm happy for y'all because y'all seem happy. So if you like it, I love it. Um, you know. Oh God, I forgot. Colton at one point was uh, doing a, a stirring rendition of Oh Susanna on the banjo. And it's just like, between that and the voice, just, ugh. How does he have two wives? Two cute wives at that. It's not like neither of them are homely. They're perfectly good looking women. Imagine. Somebody playing Oh Susanna on a on a recliner on a rocking reclining chair and then you have to have sex with him god i could never (laughs) i'm really like something about this family that i'm saying is like probably healthy and and happy (laughs) really stirs up the evil in me okay (laughs) and that's that's something that i'm gonna i'm gonna think about and i'm gonna reflect on later Uh, we're gonna work this out we're gonna work out all my sickness okay um everything was good. There was like a the baby's name is Ephraim, of course. <laughs> like yeah, of course his name is Ephraim. Um like, ugh, my god. My god. Do you guys remember that Jessica Duggar named her kid Spurgeon? Mm. Not that I'm saying Ephraim is a bad name, but like this is just apropos of nothing. It you know, just every once in a while I think, god, she named that child Spurgeon. Mm. Mm, okay let me move on okay let's move over to lifetime movie aka joel osteen aka garrick roberta and danielle that sad sack of a woman um Garrick takes Roberta out on a date, could not be happier to be away from that bitch wife of his, Danielle. Just kidding. You guys know that I think she's truly the saddest person on television and also the planet. I mean, it really darks me out to have to see Danielle just suffer through this relationship. So, Garrick and Roberta, and Garrick's ugly, like, 70s aviators uh, go on one of those like see-through, I think it's called a clear boat, and... He claims that he's thinking about Danielle and he hopes that she can find the positive out of the situation. What is a positive? What is a positive? And I just want to say, Garrick was talking about how, you know, Roberta's Brazilian. So they're used to teeny tiny bikinis and that's really their thing. First of all, her bikini really wasn't that tiny. You could see some cheeks, but that's it. But that's besides the point. So she, then he says, you know, I just wish that she wouldn't have worn a, a life jacket. Why? So you could drown her? You fucking psycho! Um, so she puts on their life jacket and she gets on the edge of the boat to jump off, and he pushes her. I just don't like that man. Garrick is like that bitch eating crackers for me. Like everything he does, I'm like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> I don't like this man, and I hope he, I hope he is on Twitter and he sees every evil. Um, every every time it was somebody calls him evil because he deserves that, and I deserve it. And Danielle deserves it most of all. Um, Roberta says, you know, it's really nice to be alone, but I'm wondering if Danielle's okay. So cut to Danielle on the beach. She is like a really rockin' bod. And I want to say, we only saw a flash of this little outfit that she was wearing. But she was wearing, she was walking through the hotel and she was wearing, you know, leggings and a sports bra. But the sports bra had a little keyhole um, cut out. On the top and the bottom, so you could see a little bottom cleave, and I was just like, "Okay, Danielle, okay, you go ahead, girl. You you show all those men on that resort a, a little under tit, a little under boob, and and you tell you tell them all, okay? I want Danielle walking out with her whole titties out, frankly, and tits out for the boys. I want everybody to see them because she deserves to have some positive attention because she's clearly not getting it." here, or back in Colorado. So anyway, she goes down to the beach, alone, in this very cute, like, nude uh, bikini, like, really cute. And she says, you know, in a confessional, the night before, Roberta told me that she and Garrick had sex, and, you know, it hurt my feelings, because I feel like Roberta lied to me. Because she had told me that intimacy wasn't the most important thing, and it just sucks. Um, okay, this is where I'm gonna have to correct you, Danielle. Um, do you... It's clear to me, I don't think Danielle will ever admit it, but it's clear to me that... Garrick is the one steering this boat so why are you kind of blaming Roberta well I know why she's blaming Roberta I know why she's blaming Roberta for this sex thing happening when we all know including Danielle knows that you know uh, uh, Garrick Joel Osteen was the one bending Roberta over you know probably some chair or something in the or you know the counter in the bathroom or something as she was gathering up her things all innocently excited about how she was going to have a sleepover with sister and her husband. And I know she's blaming Roberta because she just doesn't want to admit that she has tethered her life to a dickhead in rose colored aviator glasses. Guy who doesn't even really like her. And somebody told me, and I don't know how I miss this, but somebody told me that in, I guess last season, or maybe earlier this season, she said that Garrick used to, like, threaten divorce on her all the time to, to, like, get her in line. Fuck off, bro. Fuck off. Ugh, this man. The audacity of this man. So, I understand that she wants to blame Roberta and use this excuse of, you know, Roberta framed it to me as... Uh, she wasn't that interested in the intimacy because she wanted us all to get to know each other and have time together. Um, But it's also like, what did you... Girl, this was all Garrick's idea, okay? And also, you knew from Jump, before you got there, that they were going to be spending eight days alone together. You knew he was going to smash. You knew that. So... Even if she said to you, the intimacy isn't that important, it's probably true. I mean, it's probably a little bit of a white lie, but I just don't think it's Roberta's fault. Because I don't think, at the end of the day, his penis got hard. And he put it in Roberta. And I don't know how else to put that. He was the one all gleefully excited about, oh no, sister be back, sister be back. Is he's smashing her cakes to smithereens while, you know, Danielle thinks everything's all hunky-dory, not knowing it's all humpy-dory over next door, okay? I just didn't like that she blamed, fully blamed Roberta for this. And she's, you know, acting like Roberta has the Delilah spirit. If you guys don't know what that is, it's uh, a reference from Real Housewives of Atlanta, which one of uh, the housewives is blaming another cast member for having the spirit of Delilah. Um, Delilah spirit is somebody, you know, a woman who uses her her feminine wiles, if you will, to um, you know trap men and and put them in bad situations. I just don't feel like Roberta has the spirit of Delilah. I don't. I don't.
1: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: So then Danielle says she's on this beach alone and she's feeling a little bit lonely, but she needs to embrace that feeling to prepare for the reality of Roberta being with them every day. There's no... Somebody entering your house shouldn't mean that you're preparing yourself to be lonely that's not how this relationship should be working you know so then danielle facetimes her sister-in-law garrick's sister samantha and she tells her you know garrick and roberta went on a boat ride and samantha's like are you having fun and danielle says you know the trip's hard and then she tells her about you know how roberta and joel had that quickie the first night and While she went to get her pajamas. So this is what I was wondering. What was she doing over in that room? She just said she was going to get her pajamas. I'm thinking, like, is she doing a whole nighttime routine? Did she take a shower? Did, you know... The fact that, like, Garrick had no idea how long Danielle would have taken. And yet he decided to do that to Roberta anyway. I mean, my God. What was he going to do if she knocked on the door before they were done? Garrick. He's a sicko. Um, So, then, you know, Samantha asked Danielle how she feels. And Danielle says again, like, I just feel like Roberta wasn't being honest about intimacy not being important to her. And it's like, well, that's a little bit on you. You know, we have to understand that, like, we live in a society. And sometimes... You know, lying is not okay, but sometimes we all say things, you know, how, how do you, how does one tell <laughs> a, a wife that she like really wants to fuck her husband, even if you know that it's going to happen? So clearly Roberta was trying to, you know, smooth the situation over girl, uh, you know, and, and you had to read between the lines on that one. Sorry. Sorry, Danielle. Like, come on. Come on. Um, So then in a confessional, Danielle says, you know, I think if it was up to me, I wouldn't choose to live this lifestyle. I think that I'm doing it because I feel like it's what God put in our path. Ooh. (laughs) And I feel like I said this before during the Sister Wives um, recap, that I feel like in my Christian experience, that God does not put things in your path that you can't handle. You clearly can't handle this, Danielle. I don't think this is of God. I think this is of Garrick. And I think this is of penis. And I think that this is of cheating. And I think that this is of asshole And I think that if anything, this is of the devil. And the devil's name is G-A-R-R-I-C-K. Okay? Sorry. Um, I just feel like God doesn't want you sitting here on La Playa crying and trying to justify how lonely you're going to feel once some other lady comes into your house. That's not the God I know. Sorry. Sorry so then Danielle tells Samantha you know they they don't really get a she and Garrick don't get a whole lot of alone time together as it is and she's like oh you know how it is like you have kids and you know just like the day to day gets busy and we don't just we really don't make time for each other Mm. flag on the play (laughs) I mean I understand that a lot of married couples like this happens is not an abnormal situation but also I don't like it (laughs) I don't like this. I really, like, just want to, like, crawl out of my skin, uh, this whole situation, just to have to watch Danielle try to justify the how shitty she feels all the time and how trapped she is in this relationship. And I just want to tell her, like, go join a CrossFit gym or whatever they call it, a box, I think that's what they call it. And just find you some like dumb himbo and let him, you know what I mean? Just, just, and, and free yourself. Okay. Free yourself. This is like an R rated podcast. (laughs) I'm clearly in some type of mood. It's, you know, a full moon at at this point. Um, so uh, she's saying, you know, I just don't know how things are going to be. Like we already don't have a lot of time for each other. So, Samantha asks her if she thinks that Joel is going to have more time for her when Roberta comes to America. And Danielle, she says she thinks that Roberta and Joel are going to be spending a lot of time together trying to figure out their new relationship. And it's honestly something that she hadn't considered before this trip. So then in a confessional, Danielle says that Garrick and Roberta haven't really had a lot of ups and downs. We haven't they haven't had a lot of fights. And I just worry that they're going to have this like fresh, new, sexy, fun relationship and it's going to trigger my insecurities more. So she's going to pray and hope that God will deliver her from the jealousy that she has. Because if not, she's worried that Joel will leave her for Roberta. <laughs> Ooh I don't like this, you guys. I don't like this. Therapy. Talkspace. Talkspace dot com. Okay? Find you a find you a coupon code. Uh, hashtag the read, you know? Coupon code the read. At talkspace.com <sighs> Girl. Girl. If if Talkspace want get me a get me a an endorsement. I will DM Danielle directly and give her my coupon code. Okay. Okay. Um, so then Roberta, we get, we get back to Roberta and Joel. They're on the boat and Roberta is asking Joel how he's feeling about this trip and the two wives. How are you feeling about us all being together? And he says, you know, he feels good, but he thinks that Danielle's feeling a little bit emotional about them having sex that time even if it was spur of the moment uh no I mean it was spur of the moment kind of you you were gonna have sex with Roberta come hell or high water like I there's not a doubt in my mind that Garrick you know if something else didn't happen Garrick would have slipped uh Danielle like a child's Benadryl and just like tried to have sex with her in the bed while she slipped. You know, it, it. I would not put it past that man at this point. So in a confessional, Roberta says that she always thought that for a woman to be in a plural marriage, that that woman would be free of the feelings of jealousy, but that's not happening. And she says, you know, it's obvious that Danielle is feeling jealousy and that it it exists within her heart. <laughs> And then she says, you know, for Danielle, um, you know, I'm sure it's different, a different situation having to deal with her jealousy, seeing her husband with another wife. So for me, Roberta, I'm just feeling very apprehensive about the whole thing. So she clearly is picking up on the vibes. We're not needing a translator app, you know, there's no translate, you know, tears are universal language. Anxiety is a universal feeling. You, there needs to be no English to Portuguese translation for that. She's very clear. Roberta's a smart woman, and she she's picking up what's happening here. And I think, I think she's starting to see Garrick for who he really is. I I think he is. So I. We saw the commercial, when I initially saw the commercial for this episode last week, she said something along the lines of like, if Garrick doesn't get her in line or if Garrick doesn't like nip this in the butt, or something like that, like I'm going to have to leave. And I took, I felt some type of way about that. It rubbed me the wrong way. But I think what she really means is I'm seeing this woman suffering and I'm seeing Garrick not do anything to try and make her feel better. And I don't like that. And if he is not going to support the wife that he has already, I don't want to be in this relationship. I honestly think that that's what she's trying to say. So Joel says, you know, when Roberta comes, when you come to Colorado, it's going to be different. And I'll split my time evenly between you and Danielle. So it's not going to be all focused on, you because we don't get to see each other like I'm going to see you a lot more often and we'll be able to work this out in a way that is a little bit more fair to Danielle um so in a confessional he says you know once we all start living together Danielle is going to have to deal with her jealousy and Roberta is going to have to deal with her life changing by moving to America and the way they're going to figure that out through prayer, prayer time and prayer and with God and that will be the only way they can get through this uh, yeah because God knows that you're not trying to help either one of them he loves this this man is like a pig and shit he loves that Danielle is jealous he loves it and you know why I, ha- I know he loves it is because he does not do a damn thing to make her feel better Not even for a moment does he try to alleviate that. And so that's how I know that he is having the time of his life, destroying this woman's ego, obliterating any sort of self-confidence and security. He's a sick man. He's a sick man. So Garrett keeps trying to tell Roberta, you know, Danielle's going to have to pray away her jealousy And Roberta's like, "Mm, I don't know about all that. I'm a little bit worried that Danielle's going to be so jealous that it's going to be difficult for me to be with you because I don't want to hurt her. Clearly you do, but I don't. Um, Joel says, you know, the God's on our side and we'll work things out and you need to trust him. And, you know, he'll get he'll figure everything out as long as Danielle seeks out God daily. You know on her own time away from me well I'm probably fucking you as long as she's praying praying that away we'll be fine we'll be fine the fact that this man <laughs> ooh, 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 okay um so then Roberta says yeah but I want you to know that like for real I'm not going to be able to be in this relationship with you knowing if that she's not entirely happy like for real dude So then Roberta says in a confessional, you know, Garrick thinks that Danielle will be able to feel better little by little with prayer and elevating her thoughts to God. But I think we need to be rational because we're dealing with people's hearts. Thank you, Roberta. Thank you. Somebody sees it. She says, I think this is what she said. I think he should take a stand as a man and talk to her and make her see and not pretend that this is going to change on its own. He needs to see that if he doesn't take a stand, I won't be able to be with him. Even though I love him with all my heart. Thank you. Thank you. She's the only one thinking rationally and seeing things for it. Where like, girl, I don't think God is in this relationship. So maybe you can do some of the legwork, Joel Osteen. Okay. Um. So then in a confessional, Garrick says, you know, I hope that Danielle gets over the strife because I can't live without either one of them. I, mm, I just getting a little like, uh, what's the word? Matricide? (laughs) Is is that what it's called? When you try to your wife, you know? I just feel like if Eric doesn't get his way with Roberta, he's going to find a solution, and I'm scared that we're gonna find them all on some sort of 2020 or Dateline episode because it's getting weird for me. And speaking of weird, let's end this episode with the Snowdens. So last week we saw Taylor and Ashley go um, on a axe throwing date, and the D schedule conference and now we're seeing taylor and dimitri go out on an individual date and by that i mean he's trying to interview her this is what bothers me i mean among other things okay the main thing that bothers me is that we always see ashley and dimitri interviewing these people we never see scenes of them like getting to know who these people are they're always throwing these worst case scenarios like the how would you feel if the what about this aspect of your life it's about to change how do you feel about that and of course those are very necessary conversations but also it just feels very um like they don't really care about the women that are in their lives they just want to make sure that they're going to be a good fit for how their family functions you know what I mean it's like they don't It's like as long as you guys are committed to saying yes to all of our, you know, um, yoni steams and uh, 21 day diets and the fact that you're going to be raising our children and you're going to be living off of, you know, chia seeds and, you know, the occasional fish treat every now and then, um, then everything will be fine. But we never see them trying to get to know these women as women. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a lot of the reason as to why Vanessa did not work out because I just finished season 2. Um ooh, we I gotta talk about that tell all. I just finished season 2 um over the weekend and I looked up what Vanessa's statement was in terms of her leaving the family and it really was something along the lines of you know just their value not their values necessarily but like their lives didn't align and that she was trying to fit into their world and it just wasn't a fit for her so it just seems like they don't really give a fuck about these women and so They are so pro-Crystalline because Crystalline has kids. And he even says, you know, I went on this date with Crystalline. We didn't really talk, but that's okay. But, like, I'm going to basically interview Taylor during our dinner date because I'm concerned. I'm concerned that she's single. I'm concerned that she doesn't have children. I'm concerned that this is going to be a lot for her and that she's not going to you know adjust well to all the changes that are going to be made fair but also do you know taylor (laughs) because it's clear um taylor's not really concerned taylor just wants some dick mostly and then she wants another thing we'll get to that later um mom deserves
1: better than a drugstore card Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. com slash style.
0: So, you know, Dimitri starts interviewing her about, you know, your life is so young, wild, and free. And Taylor says she's a little bit worried that he's not as into her as she's into him. So she says... You know, I can't imagine realistically that there aren't going to be times where I wake up on a Saturday and wish that I could sleep in. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Like, those times are probably going to come up. So how do you guys navigate wanting your individual time in this situation and you know he's talking blah 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 we listen to each other and we you know pick up on our energies and all you have to do is communicate and whatever whatever so then taylor says like i said earlier i just she says i feel like you're just trying to throw all these difficult things at me in order to say like throw out the gauntlet of if you're out and if this doesn't feel like a fit for you you need to leave now and Demetrius says You know, in the past, I have failed by giving potential sister wives, like, a simplified version of what happens in our family. Like, I'm just going to provide good dick a hug and pay her bills and everything's going to be okay. I, I mean, I feel like that's probably half of the truth. And obviously we know some other truth. So Taylor says you know speaking of good dick since you brought it up um i had a conversation with crystalline a couple weeks ago about the schedule and i talked to ashley about it yesterday on our date and he's like okay so you guys all had a dick summit basically and uh okay you're just dropping me in on the information so he's also like just so we're clear, you know that you have to go through the 21 diet, 21 day bullshit alkaline diet that's not going to do anything to uh, adjust your pH. Um and that's only after we have decided to make a commitment to one another, right? It was like, yeah. Also, I'm very horny, just so you know. I am very vocal about that, and I am open about what I want and what I want it and are we in a situation where I can share that with you or am I supposed to keep my legs closed? Basically. (laughs) And he says, well, you know, we're going to have a schedule. It's like, you know, you're all going to get one night and we'll rotate. And if you, he tries to like be really cute. He's like, you know, if, if a woman comes to me and it's not her day and, and, she's feeling you know a particular desire all all the wife would have to do was ring my bell (laughs) okay (sighs) ring your neck um so it's a taylor's last day and in a confessional ashley says you know the next step is to get taylor back crystalline her kids all under one roof and figure out what all this looks like and how we all function together before we decide to take the next step forward. It's all about steps. And here's my other part is that they're always very um, critical and hesitant and apprehensive towards these women. And like, I just don't know if they can, if this is a life for them, but like, is this the life for you? Because y'all are a decade into the game of trying to find a sister wife and it hasn't worked. So like, Who's really the problem? You know? That's what I would like to know. How are you so... Such the arbiters of, like, who and who and the gatekeepers of who is and who is not good enough for this situation? Like, you know? Look in the mirror. Look over your shoulder. Okay? The problem might be the call's coming from inside the house. You know? So, like I said, they're all doing this, you know, typical, like last day of somebody visiting you like oh it's just such a bummer that you're leaving we had such a nice time with you you'll you'll have to come back soon you know all of those things like i'm telling um danielle earlier the all the lies that we say you know to keep a polite society (laughs) when you're really like oh thank god i'm so glad she's leaving i can like walk around with my with my pants off you know and i don't have to act like happy wife happy life all the time we can go back to the real world Um, so you know Ashley's doing that little dance and you know I'm sad to see you go and Taylor's like well about that and Ashley's like "Uh, what do you you mean about that (laughs) and Taylor's like you know I just feel like do I have to leave and Ashley's like is that a question for me And then she looks over at Dimitri, who's, like, playing some kind of tinker toy over on the kitchen table. And then Taylor says, you know, I'm not really excited about going home because I just feel like, what is home? You know, when my family is here. (laughs) And Ashley's making these, like, big movements with her arms. And she's like, well, I guess you don't have to, you don't have to technically leave and Dimitri's acting like he doesn't hear what's going on and like he's just focused on this little Lego situation I think he heard and I think he was hanging Ashley out to dry a bit there to just be like well let me see what she says and I'll just you know I'll cut in if I need to so then Taylor says, you know, why am I so nervous about this conversation? And Dimitri at this point starts looking around and is like clearly uncomfortable and he says, Uh, I I don't know. So then Taylor says, I would like to stay. And Dimitri's like 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 stay now <laughs> And actually she says she doesn't want to go home and then one of the kids says, She'll never go home <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Out of the mouth of babes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the she her little bendy her third eye bendy's open, and she's seeing what's happening here and I got a word for you guys hobosexual okay hobo eight that's an h o a b h o b o sexual okay I know one when I see one all right I, and me and little ninu or neo or nana she sees it too, okay, we see each other. So Dimitri says, "All right, help me understand what you're trying to say, trying to say right now. Are you trying to come back? Or are you not trying to leave at all?" And Taylor says, "Well, you know, I can I can go home quickly and I can settle my endeavors. Mhm. And, you know, just come right back, or I could just not leave at all." And so Dimitri's like, "But what about all your stuff?" <laughs> and then he says, what about your, your mattress, your bed? <laughs> I'm sure she can figure out the bed, Dimitri, but what about her? Do you have a, an apartment? What about your lease? Who do you live with? Do you live alone? Do you live anywhere? Is this a, I'm not trying to pay my rent no mo. So let me slide into the guest room. How do you have clothes? You don't want clothes to pick up? Like, what, what do you mean you don't have to go home at all? What? What does that mean? <laughs> so you can settle your endeavors or not? What? Girl. Did you bring all your clothes with you here? And was just like, I'm not leaving. Okay? I have a feeling as soon as she got the Snowden's address... She put in a a change of address so you could send all my bills over to Mr. Snowden. Thank you very much. That's what I think. Sketchy. Sketchy. So then Taylor, she's laying it on real thick. She's like, you know, those things don't matter. What's important to me is family. My family. This family. The one that I've been in for four days now okay so in a confessional Taylor says her faith has been restored in love by being around the Snowdens and it's like a love at first sight situation and she's ready to grow into a mother a wife and a sister wife then Dimitri's like we can't take we can't go into this lightly like are you sure this is what you want to do Ashley is trying to find the most woo-woo way to get out of this. You know, she's doing a Nameo Renge kyo in her head, you know. And she's like, all right, so, you know, this is very endearing to be chosen by somebody. And, you know, my heart says yes. My heart chakra says yes. And Taylor says, What does your head say? And Taylor, read the room, okay? <laughs> if you're so enlightened, why am I feeling these vibes jumping off the television, but you can't feel them in your in the space that you're in? I know you feel it. And you're nervous because you know that this is like a weird fucking thing to propose. Especially when these family has children, small children. Girl, hmm. so <laughs> then um, she's like, you know, I I am happy and I'm flattered that you're really committed to this, but you know, I just thought we would have more time to discuss and figure out like all of this stuff. Like, I thought you would leave and we would have this conversation privately as a family, and now we're all sitting in the kitchen. And, you know, clamming up here a little bit. So then Taylor says, you know, you guys are making me so nervous because I'm not hearing like a, yes, come home. And it's like, girl, because it's not your home, girl. That's why you're not hearing it. You don't live here. So in a confessional, Taylor says, you know, my heart is on the line now. And I was just really expecting like a hell yes. And instead there are crickets. Taylor, baby, baby, come on. So Dimitri says, you know, I'm a little taken aback. (laughs) Like, me too. And in a confessional, he says, you know, if I have any hesitation, really, it's because of the children. And it took us a long time for them, like, they were calling out Vanessa's name for quite some time. And it was really hard for them to figure it out. And it's like, yeah, carry that feeling carry that feeling because I feel like this is the first time really outside of like we want to make sure our kids who have literally no stranger danger whatsoever we want to make sure they're comfortable around people but it's like they're like climbing on people as soon as they walk through that threshold (laughs) like they don't give a fuck they're just happy to see I mean I've never seen a child just so happy to see strangers in my life It's wild. And I've said it before, like, they have got to teach their children about boundaries. I'm not saying they're bad kids. I'm saying that there are bad people out there and we don't need to be climbing on everybody. All right? And that's just the truth. So clearly, Ashley has like, okay, let me think of anything at all that could um, get... you know that could get me out of this situation because clearly dimitri is not going to do that because he is probably like semi-erect under that kitchen table thinking about how he's gonna lay his pipe in another three weeks and somebody new and um she comes up with the idea of like let's ask crystalline let's see what she thinks because they're doing this like pseudo- hierarchy crystalline came here first so we want to see how she feels and you know fingers crossed behind my uh, wrap here (laughs) fingers crossed behind my maxi dress the crystalline um, either doesn't pick up or it has a severe issue with this so let's hail mary pass and see if how crystalline feels about this so they get crystalline on skype and they're like, okay, hey, um, Taylor, you know her. You guys have, you know, your own little friendship with each other. And we have something we don't share with you. Um, Taylor says, we want your opinion on something, Crystalline. You know how I was supposed to leave today? And I just feel like I don't want to go because what am I going home to? Um, so how do you feel about me staying? And Chrissy's like, I'm on board with it. Throw away your suitcase, girl. Get in there. I'm so happy for you. Dimitri says I'm actually a little bit so- shocked that um and how excited Crystalline was. Um like I not that I expected her to say no, but she was really all in on this and I'm thinking, "Hmm, Dimitri, I wonder if you might be onto something like has Taylor been working on Crystalline this whole time?" unbeknownst to y'all there that's a question I'd like to, to put out there crystalline if you want to let us know if you knew prior to this Skype conversation did you know that Taylor wanted to stay and wasn't planning on leaving and that's why you're all in on it hmm. good question good question Kara thank you um so then Ashley's like uh, okay well we'd love for you to stay mm-hmm. <laughs> I have never seen Ashley more um unaligned out of alignment than this one than in this moment, and I cackled. see this is what I was saying earlier about people being bullshit because at the end of the day, you can light all the nag and the sage that you want, but you're gonna find yourself with a twenty seven year old girl with ombre dreads saying that she wants to move into your house. And not go home for suspicious reasons because she's in love with your family. And, uh, you know, that's going to test you. That's going to test you. And boy, y'all go watch watch the body language off of Ashley because it is funny to me. All right. With that, y'all, I'll be back next week. Seeing Sister Wife. If you guys want to hop on over to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star review, that would be greatly appreciated by me. It helps me get some visibility to other people. Um, Tell a friend, you know? Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking.